104.7's Ryan and Tanya. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. They're just like you, only much weirder. For a faulty joint replacement compensation claim, mej.com today you. Hit 104.7. how was your movie ruined? Josh, who works with us, went to see a horror film. He likes getting involved and invested in the story and he wants to be really involved and he wants to get scared. He wants to feel the mm. feelings. But the people sitting next to him were laughing oh. and on their phones and just chatting so and he annoying. was just so aware that he was in a cinema and not in the house or whatever's happening. When in- people are talking at the cinema, it's so awkward because you yeah. want to throw a pen at their head Absolutely. and just tell them to shut up, but you can't. Yeah, and here's a tip for the fine people of our town. Whispering in, like, your loud whisper, Tanya, Tanya, it's, it's just as annoying. Just as audible. Actually, I went to see a musical, right, and mm. it was set in Russia, and the guy next to me was explaining to his son the Russian Revolution whilst it was happening in the loud whisper tone. It was driving me insane. Can you explain the revolution? of a whole country in about 10 seconds. <laughs> no, but let's start at the start. <laughs> he was doing that and I was like, mm, and someone did tap him on the shoulder and was like, can you tell him at the end? Yeah, or tell him to go to school and learn from goddamn stuff. <laughs> exactly, or just watch it. This is about the Russian Revolution. It will be explained. Wade, how is your movie ruined? Um, morning, guys. How you doing? What, good, good things. What happened, bro? Well, so um, I managed to stitch up some time off for the wife and I. Yep. And we decided to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. So, booked tickets online, was like super excited, got yep. the kids away, everything was good. Yep. Get to the cinema, and uh, yours truly had booked the Mums and Bubs session. Oh. <laughs> 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 so, it was a massive fail. Um, well, t- tell oh. me exactly what the Mums and Bubs is. It purely a time where it, it is literally mothers and small children who are, I'm guessing, crying and weeping <laughs> and doing all sorts uh. of poops everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, to say the least, and also, like, the lights are half-dimmed as well so everyone can see. So they did ruin my session. It was actually me. me. <laughs> I'm just clarifying that one. But yeah. far out, I couldn't have picked the worst session. Good on you for owning up, but can I just and say, I didn't know a Mums and Bubs session was a thing and I yeah, couldn't think of good. anything more It's good more for Mums awful. and Bubs. Like, it actually is a really good oh, thing, but for Wade, yeah. what he actually wanted it for was the reverse of what he got. Yeah, yeah, but on, on the flip side, you'd be surprised how many um, mums and bubs see Transformers, just for the record. Really? <laughs> well, I guess if the bubs are too small, they don't know what they're seeing. Yeah, so you may true. as well see whatever you like. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey guys, have a good one. Yeah, you same too. to you, oh, Wade. I love him. Uh, yeah, that was great. So um, nice. And I mean, to try and escape the children and landing with 50 babies, I mean, what an <laughs> yes, absolute nightmare. The irony. Um, let's oh. go to Gungal and Beck. What happened to you? I mean, I'm kind of traumatised. So my first kiss when I was 14 years old was in a cinema and it's the most awkward and worst experience of my life. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And, and as your first kiss, which some people would like think was an exciting time of their life, did it ruin the film, did it, Beck? It ruined the film, yes. It was ruined the film. He just ate popcorn <laughs> and then decided, going to, okay, let's do this. And then I was, and then my cousins were next to me. So everyone was laughing. And I was really enjoying the movie as well. So he literally ruined it. What was the film? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> you can always tell how like old someone is. <laughs> their first kiss in the back of the movies. And to think, I mean, the guy must have been a complete loser if it's ruined a film for you. Yes, he, yeah, it just, I gave him no hints that I wanted to kiss him and just like, it just happened and it was the worst experience of my life. And uh, yeah, and ruined what, it completely. And what's his name? No. <laughs> no. And what's he doing now? <laughs> Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. 4.7 is hitting the road for some sweet country air as Ryan and Tanya rim Canberra. New 
new Amarok. Tough comes from within. Test drive now at Gerald Slave and Volkswagen. Yes, we have announced this week that we will be rimming Canberra, skirting around the outside of the city to go to multiple towns. Five towns in five days. We'll be doing it in two weeks' time. We're starting in Bungendore. Then we're moving on to Gunning. Yesterday we announced Yas, and after 8 o'clock this morning, we will let you know the fourth town and also one of the great prizes in radio yes, history that will be given away prize. on the rim. It is fantastic. But, uh, Tanya, there was a bit of a Twitter storm yesterday. And oh? uh, producer Maddie's in here as well. When we caught wind of this Twitter storm about the rim, I mean... There was a funk in the air. There was. There certainly was. It was huge. Yeah. Right, I'm uh, make no mistake. All right. So Michael Cozoil, or however you pronounce it, he's a writer from the City Morning Herald and the Age newspaper in Melbourne, and oh. he's reporting that, and I don't know where he's got his inf- intel from, but he's reporting that a radio station in Canberra is rumoured to be promoting a thing called Rimming Canberra in which the hosts will uh, visit the towns on Canberra's edge. First of all, it's not a thing we're promoting. It is the rim. It isn't a thing. It is a proper rimming. Is this serious? Yep. So let me get that straight. So uh, he's written about that and, and, and tweeted it out. In the age? This yeah, guy's got something like 9,000 followers as yeah. well oh. uh, this on Twitter. Was, this was retweeted over a 1,000 times and uh, many comments. Tory Shepherd, who is the political editor for the Advertiser in Adelaide, so their their big newspaper over there, mm-hmm. she's in camera because obviously the political reporters are moving right, around right, here, right. Um, and she's on you know one of those talking heads on Sunrise and stuff. Mm-hmm. She said, "I was listening in an Uber on my way to work, and I thought, geez, I must have a dirty mind because hearing people talk about rimming places just doesn't sound right to me." And to to that, I say, Tory Shepherd, get your mind out of the goddamn gutter. To think that uh, I know it's an innocent uh, thing. I mean. Anyone else, you would think pulling out of a city to get tongues wagging about rimming camera would mean anything else but a bunch of bros getting into a van and calling it possibly a rimabago and travelling to towns on the outskirts. I mean, who would have thought? Mm. Who knew? The <laughs> I word- mean, who knew? <laughs> who knew? Who knew that we could have other meanings for some people in this town? The word makes sense because it's the rim, the mm. outskirts. Outskirts is long. Exactly. Yep. We're literally, we're literally taking it on a literal level. Yep. We're going around the rim of, of the ACT. Mm. Now, Ian Smith, who describes himself as a humanist and historian, or to me, that sounds like wanker. Um, <laughs> Don't say that. He writes for news.com.au. He yeah. tweets, whoops, they didn't think that one through. I mean, you're right, Ian. We didn't. Correct. Uh, <laughs> Phil Warren, who on Twitter says he's a political junkie, which means unemployed. Oh, um, no. He said, but also. He said. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, political junkie who's just got time to be sitting there tweeting about politics and all sorts of goodness. I mean, get a job, mate. Mm. Get a job. He tweets, um, the name doesn't sound right. Leaves a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> Didn't mind that from Phil. That's quite good. <laughs> the old filthy. Um, there's this guy called John. He <laughs> describes himself on Twitter as an IT specialist, although I'd describe him as probably racist. He oh. said, this is what happens when you hire immigrants and people who aren't from here. He's talking about us, by the way. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, so the racist thing. Okay. This is what happens when you hire immigrants and people who aren't from here. They don't understand our native tongue and that some words have double meanings and double entendres. I bet they're embarrassed and they feel really silly. Well, you know what, uh, John? You're right. Do I feel silly this morning? Who would have guessed 
the rimming camera could have seemed like anything else. I mean, all we wanted to do was just get some tongues wagging and get a little bit of chat about the show, get a taste of that country air. All right. And just really make sure we do a good job. Ryan. But, but um, John, he's right, and that's why... We should be ashamed of us being boat people <laughs> because we're not from here and we don't understand the language. Mm. Which boat were you on? Mm, I was on the boat that was not in the meeting when we decided to do this. <laughs> thank you for all your tweets coming through. Uh, thank you for the coverage in The Age in Melbourne, the Sydney Morning Herald Ooh. and the Adelaide Advertiser. Mm. And thank you to all those people who were listening from right around the, the country this morning to get a quote. I believe I've given you many for your next article. So please send all your inquiries to someone else. Am I done here? (laughs) You tell us, boy. After 8 o'clock, the fourth town will be announced and a major prize that will really get tongues wagging about the rimming of Canberra. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. Right now, though, 131060, who's getting the saying wrong? Yeah, uh, Leah, last night on The Bachelor. I mean, if you're going to stuff it up, stuff it up on national TV, have a listen. I feel like you're making a mountain out of a mohill here. <laughs> for mohill. I, I can't laugh because for years and years I've been saying intensive purposes when I it's actually intense intense. and purposes. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I mean. I feel like a fool. Took me until not... 2015 to learn. Yeah, well, yeah, how old were you then? 35? No, you had a good run. 29. Uh, Kylie, is it you who's stuffing it up or someone you know? God, no, it's my sister. Yeah. She's a bit fresh. God, no. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Dog uh, her straight in, yeah, though. Yeah, what is she saying? Um, she says nip it in the butt. <laughs> but it's bud, <laughs> it's right? Bud. Nip it yep. in the bud. Yep. Where does that yep. stem from, the saying? Is that, like, what's it supposed to mean? Do we know? Well, you know, it's like uh, sort it out straight away, cut to the chase, yeah. nip, nip it, it in, in the, the bud. 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 Yeah, I was talking to her about issues I was having earlier this year, and she was like, you've got to nip that in the butt. <laughs> And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's weird? Like, I- did you ever correct her? Or are you like, nah, I, I know what you're saying. Don't worry about it. Oh, I, I did correct her a couple of months ago. She is 36, so I thought it was about yeah, time. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah, mm. well, that was when Tanya figured out the well, intensive purposes. I mean, it's, it's still a 50 I'm not 36. Too. It doesn't matter. Well, I know. You were last year, though. Uh, let's go <gasps> to Christine. Now, who is it in your family? Sister. Bless her. She's hilarious. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like said. it. Yeah. What has uh, she said? Um, she says, you got to take it with a great assault. A great assault. A great assault. That's, that's, a, that's a significant amount of salt. When it you... is. Like, if you're great in salt. Yeah. Um, does she know that she's saying it wrong or do you correct her? No. Or... <laughs> you just let her go. I, I just let her go. I've tried to correct her in the past and she just keeps going. So now I just, I just leave it. It's in her head. It's who she is. Ah, uh, it's that's just right. five trucks worth of salt. <laughs> <laughs> take it with no, five no, trucks of salt. Can't... She says a great assault, like when you assault somebody. Oh! oh. Now we're getting her wrong saying wrong. Yeah. So how, I mean, how awkward. How, a, a, a great assault. Yeah, so she says a few wrong. The other one I But in what context does she say? Because a grain of salt is like when you don't really care for much and you're like, ah, yeah. oh, it's Take a grain it of salt. Grain of so if, if you're like, oh, Ryan, how would you like your toast butter? I'm like, I don't care, just with the salt. Right. Like, what? And then she punches me in the mouth with a, with a tip-top. Yeah, how is she? In what context? Well, it's like um, it's like when she doesn't believe what somebody's saying. So, oh, oh, right. oh, you know, Roberta, you've got to take everything she says with a great assault. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, what? I mean, what? has someone lied to her in the past and then <laughs> punched her in the mouth? I mean, I don't understand. What's the other one she gets wrong, Christine? She says... Uh, 
you got to play it by year. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, in the right context, could work. That's a really long way to play it. Yeah. <laughs> Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Kid 104.7. This time on Monday where we have the good news bulletin, good news stories only, and Kat reads it out. And let's have a listen to what Kat read in her own words. No, Ryan's words. On Monday. Fully sick Dave in Greenway is celebrating his fully sick birthday and he's planning a big one, bro. Sorry, what was the last one? Sorry, he's fully planning a big one, bro. Nah, going out next weekend for dinner at the Hellenic Club in Woden and then heading heading out to Super straight up. Fully sick Dave can fully hit me up on Insta and slide into my DMs oh my anytime. God. Ryan. All right, so that's from Monday. Um, <laughs> Did he slide the, in or the what? New segment now. We've had contact. I have an update. Please. <laughs> Last night, <laughs> just minding my own business, and I get a notification. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, it's fully sick Dave. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his branding right. <laughs> Ryan told me to slide into your DMs. I didn't say that. You said that. I didn't. Do you want me to play the thing again? I heard it. <laughs> Minus the nudes. Soz. <laughs> Oh, so he didn't supply nudes. Good. That is unfortunate. Now, have, I'm happy with that. Yes. Uh, did you reply to Fully Sick Dave? I did not. Is his handle now at Fully Sick Dave as heard on Hit 104.7? <laughs> also not, but I think okay. we should campaign for that. What is his his handle there? David Yule, U-H-L-E. Okay, don't. Oh, oh yeah, come on. Yeah, okay, Sorry, come on. I didn't know that. Respect um, his privacy. Sorry, yeah, Dave. I mean, oh, God. I, I thought I'd ask it. I didn't think you'd answer. Sorry, I didn't think you'd um, think. I'm so sorry. Now, what we thought, <laughs> as a team... All four of us, we are going to reply with... Now, Tanya, you taught a bit of drama and theatre. What, what do we, we call it? We're going to do it a word at a time. Yeah, one word story. And you can have a say too, Kat. Sure. It will be negative, It's Pierce. all of our responsibility <laughs> to make sure you... Get it done with Dave. Right. Tanya, uh, do you want, I didn't think that, that you'd be here a part of this. I thought you'd be on my side <laughs> you here. Think, but I if, had if, nothing if, else to if, bring if, to the show. If you, want, <laughs> if you want to control something, then Kat, then you can go first with your one word and we will be sending this off and we will hopefully get a response from Fully Sick Dave we'll, before we'll the We'll tell you what it is, yeah. Yep. All right, here we go. Hi. Me? I'm... Fully... Up... For... It. <laughs> <laughs> I... Want... You in my <laughs> come on, Tanya. <laughs> oh, god, <laughs> pants. <laughs> Tanya! You're love, on my side. Here. I love you. Please touch <laughs> my <laughs> oh man, why am I <laughs> my um oh <laughs> nippies. <laughs> I would <laughs> definitely be up or cat, cat. <laughs> for anything. <laughs> I think. I think. Are we? Oh, I want. Oh, regards. Uh, fully sick cat. <laughs> That is poetry. <laughs> uh, just from the top, have you got that all down, Tanner? Yeah. No, You'll probably saying. hear me scribing, by the way. Yeah, um, let's uh, hear it. This, so this is what we're going to reply to Fully Sick Dave with. Hi. I'm fully up for it. <laughs> <laughs> I want you in my pants. 
<laughs> Please touch my nippies. I would be deaf of anything regards fully sick. Cats. Uh, I've never uh, said this to anyone, but I, I, I feel good about it. <laughs> yeah, you uh, should feel confident. Send that through. Yep. Let us know how it goes. Hopefully right. we'll get a response before the end of the show. And, uh, oh, man, I've never been more excited in my life. Dave's uh, about to get real excited, excited too. I mean, I hope you're not working next to him because he'll be pointing at everyone today. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. Hits 104.7 is hitting the road for some sweet country air as Ryan and Tanya rim Canberra. New Amarok. Tough comes from within. Test drive now at Gerald Slave and Volkswagen. Yes, in two weeks' time, we will be tasting the flavours of regional New South Wales and the outer towns of the ACT mm-hmm. as we rim Canberra. We're going to be doing five shows in five days from five different towns from the outskirts of the city, and it's going to be a big day to celebrate those small towns just outside. I'm really excited just yep. to sort of get out of the studio, yeah, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, get a taste for that country air. Yeah, and just get like a pie in every town. Yeah, absolutely. And they know that you're coming. We spoke to one of the guys the other day and mm. he said, he goes, all jokes aside, how many do you reckon I can set aside? And I said, oh, maybe, uh, maybe just four or five to play it safer. No, come on, three in a sausage roll. My mistake. Now, w- what we're going to be doing and how we're going to be doing it is really exciting. We're obviously going to be on the road, and this morning we can announce that not only will we be on the road, but we will be doing the rimming in our own Rimabago, a massive caravan that is pink and green and designed in the 1950s. It's actually amazing. And, and yep. I'm a bit like, oh, what what is this? Because the boys were talking about it. And then I saw it in the flesh. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God, it looks incredible. It's, it's vintage. Perfect. It's so cool. Vintage, yeah. It is, it is the definition. Yep, it's on Facebook right now. You can check it out. It is the definition of vintage. And it's conveniently, so cool. it came in like, we just got lucky. It was in the pink and the sort of blue, teal, green. That Which our, is the colours of the station? It is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Fate. Check it out for yourself. But the... The thing you need to know about the Rimabago, there's something that I'm passionate about and can't wait to get into. But when we finished rimming Canberra, mm. we will be giving away the Rimabago to someone who comes and joins us on the rim. Yeah, you, you you can take it away. You'll be winning it. And I think you just have to get a photo and, and use a hashtag, and yep. that's it. It's like the easiest prize to win. All you need to do is take a photo of the Rimabago, come and visit us somewhere on the tour, take a photo, use the hashtag RimCanberra. Don't click on it after, but uh, use the hashtag, ha- hashtag RimCanberra, yes. and that's all you need to do to be in the running. So at the to end of it. the week, on the Friday, when we're finished rimming this beautiful town, we will give away the Rimabago to a lucky person. And it's all been, like, done up and everything. Oh, have you been inside? I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go over the top with big words like done up. Oh, well, yeah, the <laughs> curtains are gaffed together. <laughs> I thought they were going to fix it before we went. I wouldn't have thought so, no. Um, so you can Fresh check mattress, it. though. Y- yeah, well, Fresh again, <laughs> I if you see the video uh, that we've filmed, the infomercial... Mm you'll see uh, that it's not as fresh as it probably could have been, that mattress. Right. Um, we could only find an, uh, a video from the 80s to be able to promote <laughs> the Rimabago, but you can check it out for yourself on our Facebook page. And so, again, someone will be winning the Rimabago. All you got to do is come down and say good day to mm. us at one of the stops. Monday is going to be Bungendore. Tuesday is going to be Gunning. Wednesday is Yass. Yes. And coming up next, we're going to announce town number four, which I still believe is the wild card town. No, this one I think might be my favourite. 
Yeah, we'll do that up next on Hit 104.7. It's Ryan and Tanya, rimming Canberra. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. Hit 104.7 is hitting the road for some sweet country air as Ryan and Tanya rim Canberra. New Amarok. Tough comes from within. Test drive now at Gerald Slave and Volkswagen. In two weeks' time, we will be rimming this fine city and we'll be going to all the towns on the outside of Canberra. Now, Tanu, pressure's on. Where are we going from the top? Oh, sorry. I was like, what do you mean? Uh, Bungendor, Gunning, yes. Yep, so they're the first three. And do you want to announce the fourth town of the rim officially is... Breadbow. We're going to Breadbow. Yes! We are going to Breadbow. 131060. If you are from Breadbow, we want to know who to see, what, what to, to do. do. Now, we know that of Bungendore, Gunning, and Yas, Breadbow is probably the smaller of the four. Is that fair to say? Yeah, but I've heard such good things about Breadbow. This is why I'm peaking. I've never been there. I feel like I've been to the other town. You, you would have driven through Breadbow. Probably. I'm we went not to the, sure. Yeah, we went to the snow last year. And the fact that you're not sure, that describes how small Breadbow is. Right. Oh, no, I think. I've got a sausage roll there. See, see that ahead of us, that town? What? Oh, no, back there. Yeah, oh, maybe I didn't. I can't remember. But I've heard that there's a really amazing Christmas shop there and it's like an all-year Christmas shop. Well, we cross to Carly. Good morning, Carly. Hi, how are you going? Good, thank you. Now, where? what do you do for a job? I am an elf at the Breadbow Christmas Barn. There we go. There <laughs> it we does go. exist. The legend is true. So is it all year round, Carly? Um, we're open from June until Christmas, so for seven months. <laughs> yeah, right. That so is a good time. Your role as an elf, what does that entail besides having pointy ears and being very short? Um, we are lucky enough to travel the world and bring in the largest range of Christmas that you'll see anywhere else in the world almost. Oh, my um, God. We just have the most amazing range of Santas, angels, elves, nativities, mm-hmm. Christmas trees, Reeves, Garland, you name it, we've got it. Unbelievable. I'm going to be stocking up. Yep, so what what can we do if if we come down to visit when we're doing the rim? Yeah, what can we do in store there? Well, we thought if you guys were up for a bit of a competition, we could see who'd make the best Christmas elf, and we thought we could put you to uh, making a Christmas wreath. Yeah, I'm in, right? Yeah, no, I'm down for it. And if we're making elves, can I shotgun using producer White Trash Matt as a prop? Because he looks a bit like an elf, you reckon? Where is he? He's gone out of the studio. Yeah, he does that at this time of year, but he comes back at the end of the year, so it'll <laughs> be fine. Uh, Carly, this sounds amazing because yeah, there oh, has yeah. been a lot of chat about the, the Christmas store. And mm-hmm. uh, how, Do you know how big, like how many people are in the town of Breadbow? Um, not that many. Um, I must admit, you know, a lot of people drive through it. They know it because it's just, you know, one of the only 60k zones on the Monero Highway. Oh, right. Yeah. So you've got the pub, you've got Pancake Pantry, you've got the a gourmet deli, you've got the pizzeria, and then you have us, which we're, the, you know, that big draw card. Mate, that's yeah, all you need. Christmas shop, pub, pancakes. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thank you so much, Carly. We'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. That does sound pretty great. Oh. Um, let's go. We've got Steve now. Steve, you're the owner of one of the the facilities down there. Yeah, I own the pub. The yes. pub. The pub. Is this? The, is it a one pub town? It's a one pub town. One I pub need town. one. Do you do you have a number for us by any chance, Steve? In terms of uh, how many people live there? Yeah, there's about 250 people in the village and uh, 490 odd in the uh, surround. In the region, so, so including the village, 490 all up. 
250 people. Is there a Christmas people. shop there then? <laughs> Wouldn't you think like a Bunnings or, or a Kmart? For 250 Oh, look, they come from... Uh, all right, we've had people stay at the pub that come from interstate to go to the Christmas farm. Yeah, wow! Unbelievable. Well, I've heard legend of the Christmas farm, but let's talk about the pub, which is what you own. Um, and we're coming down, I believe, next Thursday. Well, not well, not next Thursday, the Thursday after. Are we on the Wednesday? Because oh, Wednesday. The show's on you're the coming Thursday. down on the Wednesday, yeah. Oh, yeah, God. to get there on Thursday morning. So, what, well, what, I hope you're you... coming down on Wednesday because we've organised a, uh, a night where we're going to have the... Um, Tell us your best yarn night. Yes. Tell us your best yarn. So, what, of all the, the 250 people in town, they will collate <laughs> what are their best country yeah. yarns and, and deliver deliver them? Yeah, well, we can't have everybody talking about that. We'll never get thrilled. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Mm. That is true. I mean, that is the, the downside of having a town with 250 people in. I mean, this is too many people. I'm up for the yarns. The yarn. Um, so, can, can Tanya and I enter, or is it just for us to view and to... Sure. Well, we do. We'd like to have a little bit of a, um, little bit of a bread bow theme to it, but uh, yeah. But there is. A, we're, we're giving away a price of the uh, the best yarn. So. Ooh, what, what's what the is, prize? Well, yeah, what is the prize? Well, Freddie, it's a hundred dollars. <laughs> Mate, that's a good Thank prize. You. Steve, nothing to be laughed at. That is brilliant. All right. Thank right. you very much, Steve, from the from the Breadbow Inn Hotel. Um, so we're going to have the best yarn night. Okay, Steve sounds like a dead set legend, by yep. the way. <laughs> so we're going to have the best yarn night. We're going to be going to the Christmas store. That'll be on the, on the Wednesday, and mm-hmm. then we'll wake up Thursday morning and do the show mm. in Breadbow. Yes. All right. It'll be cold there, right? Um, yeah, oh, no, I guess no colder than anywhere else yeah, this true. time of year. Which oh, is... I just thought it was close to the snow. Well, it's on the way to the snow. It's mm. not on the mountain. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's 8.22 at the moment. Tomorrow we will announce the final town for the rimming tour. And, again, we are going to be travelling in a Rimabago. And to see the Rimabago, you can jump on our Facebook page. And at the end of the tour, someone will be winning the Rimabago. We will be giving that... Uh, what do you call it? Retro. Retro. It's like 1950s. Vintage, it's yep. aqua and pink. It's actually ridiculously cool. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. On Monday's show, we have the good news stories from Canberra. They're all good news stories. They're all Canberran stories. And we do it to sort of, you know, even up the ledger because it feels like there's so many bad news stories Awful around. Awful news stories. Now, people call through with their with their good news. And um, it was, was it Fully Sick Dave? Yeesh. Fully Sick Dave called through and we put into the news bulletin and this is what Kat read out. Fully Sick Dave in Greenway is celebrating his Fully Sick birthday and he's planning a big one, bro. Sorry, what was the last one? Sorry, he's fully planning a big one, bro. Nah, going out next weekend for dinner at the Hellenic Club in Woden and then heading, heading out to Super straight up. Fully Zig Dave can fully hit me up on Insta and slide into my DMs oh any time. Ryan. So obviously Ryan writes the good news bulletin <laughs> and Kat reads it. I yeah. certainly don't write that. So just before 8 o'clock this morning, about half an hour ago, we did like a one-word story like you do in primary school drama and we cl- created this message as a team. So we sent this to Fully Sick Dave. Oh, cause Hi. He, cause he, sorry, well, cause we skipped a step. He messaged you and said... Yeah, so he was like, hey, it's Fully Sick Dave. Ryan told me to slide into your DMs minus the nudes, soz. All right, well, that's his loss. But, so this uh, is what we wrote back <laughs> yeah. as a team. Hi, I am fully up for it. I want you in my pants. Please touch my nippies. It would def... I would def be up for anything regards Fully Sick Cat. All right, so that's Fully Sick Dave from Tuggeranong, we believe he's from, down yeah, south. Yeah, Greenway. Your hood. My hood, for Your sure. Your hood. So, <laughs> so do we have a response? We have a response. <laughs> What's he, Here we go. What's he written? Oh, man. 
That's what I was going to write. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fully sick. Oh, of course it does. What a guy. That's Thank you. Good response. Thank you, friends, for helping a sister out. Friends, and loose term. Now, everyone here at Hit 104.7 has gone through his pictures. <laughs> can you confirm or deny that he has a Star Wars tattoo? From my stalking, I can confirm that there is a Star Wars tattoo. What a legend. <laughs> you, you're all about that, Maddie? Yeah. What Legend's a good guy. one word. I can but... take this offline. Keep chatting to the guy. Um, how do you feel about a Star Wars tattoo? Is that a, a, a red flag? or? Oh. Do I go as far as say deal breaker? Oh! Did oh. I? You just ruined Canberra's morning. Oh. Everyone was so psyched for you at finding love. I don't yeah. think they were. I think they were. Yeah. Everyone has much better things to do. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. I'm so boring. I am so boring. There was nothing that would make me happier than for to find out that fully sick Dave ends up having a fully sick weekend. So, what are you gonna? What? How are you gonna? Yeah. How are you gonna you play do? this? Well, you guys tell me. I don't know how to do this by myself. Pass me your phone. Let's Uh-oh. get to the news. No, and no. Uh, we'll have more information in the diary. I regret everything. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit one hundred four point seven. Now, Josh. Josh Richards has been a physicist and explosives expert with the Army and a commando in the British Royal Marines. And if that wasn't enough, he decided to become a stand-up comedian as well. So there's a guy who likes to do lots of things. <laughs> um, but that's nothing compared to his next career move, a trip to Mars oh. in 2031, a one-way ticket with no return flight. Uh, Josh is with us now. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I guess the question most people would have, and I don't know if you're sick of answering it by now, <laughs> yeah, but... Probably. Why on earth would you want to take a one-way ticket to Mars? I suppose ultimately it's about inspiring kids. Um, The big thing for me is I love the concept of, in 15 years' time, a bunch of kids going out into a park somewhere, seeing Mars in the sky and knowing that people are living up there. It's about making us a dual-planet species, and uh, that's ultimately why I signed up. Now, because it is so awesome, over 200,000 people applied to do this. Tell us about... like. What's the application process like? Because I'm guessing they're not going to go, yeah, that guy's all right, send him up. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, so what, uh, what happens? It was quite an extensive process. So I applied back in April 2013. Uh, oh, wow, ages ago. It was quite a lengthy process. I filled out about seven or eight 5,000-word essays. Whoa. I filled out questionnaires. It took me about three days all up to do it. And from there, we had 660 people who actually went to the psych interview that we did. And somehow I got through that. And uh, we're down to the last 100 now. So the psych test must be pretty extensive. I mean, you obviously, you look at your resume, a physicist, SAS soldier, explosives engineer. But I think more than the skills you would need to be valuable up there, just the ability to actually get your head around Mm. the fact that you're going up there and you're probably not coming back. Um, What kind of things do they ask? Are they, you know, is it one of those you hear in the army where you don't sleep for three days and they interrogate you? Like, what actually happens there? (laughs) So, ultimately, this is about how you work together in teams. Um, I might have that background. We also have, like, one of the other, there's other candidates uh, around the world who work as, like, checkout chicks or, like, people who come from all sorts of weird and wonderful backgrounds it's how you work together in teams it's all about team building and how how you empathize with other people ultimately so the backgrounds and the experience and all that doesn't mean anything if you're a jerk and no one wants to go to mars with you (laughs) so true yeah and how long is the journey actually to mars from earth so it varies a little bit between six and eight months. The particular launch window that we're looking at when Earth and Mars line up in 2031 is about 210 days, so almost spot on for seven months. You're stuck in something with three other people, uh, 
that's oh. about the same size as a school bus. So it is claustrophobic. It's not pleasant. No. Uh, once you get to Mars, it's a bit more comfortable, but you really need people who are okay in that kind of environment, that claustrophobic, in your face, yeah, I know that you kind of, you know, you don't want to watch me eat, mm. or yeah, I know that you just went to the toilet five metres away from me, or all that sort of stuff. Um, people who are okay with those kind of stressful environments, it's very similar to the kind of environment that you have on a submarine. Right. Yep, I'm already out. Yep, I'm just listening to this going, nah, because I can't do a 12-hour flight to America. 12 hours, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. So, a couple of months, oh, God. Alright, we are chatting to Josh Richards, who's possibly moving to Mars, and up next we're going to ask, are these people going on this spaceship expected to mate and produce future generations? <laughs> say mate. What am I supposed to say? Are these people going to produce future generations of go. Mars citizens? Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. Uh, we're chatting to Josh Richards. Now, Josh has been a physicist and explosives expert with the Army, a commander on the British Royal Marines, and he's one of the final applicants to move to Mars in 2031. A one-way ticket, no return flight. Now, we just spoke about the selection criteria and the seventh-month journey, but let's talk about Mars itself. Uh, Josh, what's it actually going to be like up there? So, before anyone launched to Mars, we're going to have a fully functioning colony set up on the surface of Mars by robots, uh, launched starting anywhere from about 2022 forward. We'll be sending these supply capsules, sending living habitats, Whoa. all of that to be set up by rovers. So once we actually get there, we'll have you know 800 kilos of liquid oxygen stored. We'll have 1,200 litres of water in storage. We'll have all these things ready and waiting for us. Uh, hopefully the systems will already be growing plants as well. And so we'll <laughs> basically be an independent colony. Do you think that you're going to find life on Mars? I think there's a really good chance that we'll find life. We won't find Marvin the Martian. We won't find little green men running uh, around. What's or the point like of that. going then? No. I reckon we'll find bacteria. We'll find things like tardigrades, the little uh, water bears yeah. uh, that are the size of a pinhead, those sort of things. I think there's a really good chance that we'll find life on Mars. It's also a good argument not to change Mars, yep. to keep it pristine as mm. possible, because if we did change it so that it was more suited to humans, we'd destroy any evidence of that life. Yeah, right. Um, is there any expectation that you two or not to uh, mate with the other astronauts? Like, are you expected to start mate? He's not an animal. <laughs> well, you don't know Josh behind the scenes, but, uh, but like, you know, are you supposed to be, you know, setting up for future generations, or what happens when you get, you know, how does that all work? So we're going to be shoving four, you know, reasonably intelligent human beings into a small tin can in a high-pressure environment. There is an expectation that they're going to sleep together, like that. Oh, okay. That, Straight up, like that's. Yeah. That's kind of, that is with the, especially working uh, in high pressure environments the way that I have. If you have mixed gender crews, that inevitably happens in one way or form. Yeah. Can I just uh, say, I hope someone's filming this. This will be a banging reality show. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What, the, this we'll, bit we'll or have, the... uh, All of it. I mean, yes, the Mars, but also, you know, the relationships. Specifically, this thing. It's like the ultimate survivor. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll actually have four HD TV streams coming back 24 hours a day so that people can see what life on Mars is going to be like. Uh, you're not going to be watching baby making. Uh, there's not going to be any baby making that's going to be going on for the first five or six crews at least because we don't know how the reduced gravity on Mars will actually change uh, the development of an embryo. Oh my God, of so course. We'll, we'll take animals with us and we'll see how the animals breed uh, and whether or not there's any sort of issues there. Uh, and maybe down the line, after 10, 15 years, you start talking about maybe someone has a Martian baby. But um, I, I struggle with kids as it is. Like, there's no way I'm going to be stuck inside a tiny tin can with a three-year-old <laughs> running around inside on the surface of Mars. Well, that actually does bring us to an interesting question, Josh, is that 
obviously you've got to wait till 2031. If you wanted to get married and have children before 2031, are you? I guess it's just a straight up no. In my case, it is. Uh, different different candidates apply it in different ways. Uh, there's, I know one particular candidate has actually just become a dad. Uh, right. And so if he were launching in 14 years' time, that you know oh, the implication wow. there is he's having to say goodbye to his 14-year-old kid. Now, um, that's, that's his call, um, yep. and he's a very, very proud dad. It changes the way you approach relationships, yeah, and it definitely changes the way that you look at, at life generally. What happens when, because obviously it's a one-way ticket, you're not coming back, what happens hopefully way, way in the future when someone passes away? So dealing with a body is one of the biggest challenges and it's often a question that kids often ask me as well. We're probably not going to go with cremation. The amount of oxygen that it would require oh, to burn course. a body would obviously be a challenge. Uh, having a fire in a space, spaceship's not great either. Um, you also don't want to just bury someone. Our bodies are covered in bacteria, covered in germs, all that sort of stuff. So if you were to put that on the surface, you're then destroying that pristine environment that Mars is. So one idea is to essentially freeze dry the bodies. So Mars is so cold, you can freeze dry and then use ultrasound to essentially turn someone into kind of a powder, um, almost like cremation, but it's it's a cold cremation. Yeah, right. That's uh, Ooh, that's, that's pretty freaky. Feed them to the plants. I'm okay with that. Feed me to the plants. I'll be fine with that. Yeah, you're okay with a lot of things, <laughs> yeah. which is why I think you're such a perfect <laughs> person to be representing um, National Science Week. It is National Science Week this week, and Josh's book launched on Saturday. It's called Becoming Martian. Josh, it's going to be a hell of a journey, so all the best, and thanks for chatting with us this morning. Thanks so much for having me. Hit 104.7.